Grayson. How's it going? Hey, Trey. Am I pronouncing the name right? Yes, sir. That is right. Trey Feist. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice to meet you again, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, doing this call with me and kind of helping me out with the first episode of the podcast as well as the blog. Yeah, of course, man. I'm excited to be on, and I appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, so, this first – yeah, definitely with uh, kind of you being – me being in the alcohol industry, that was kind of uh, really – a big step on kind of why I wanted to do kind of the first episode on your products and kind of to talk about a little bit, bit of uh, your background as well. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I appreciate you keeping me in or considering me and having me on. Like I said, I, I love being a part of things like this. So uh, mm-hmm. it's cool. But <clears throat> Yeah, uh, definitely. How'd, how'd, you, how'd you hear about Dank? Um, really, I just kind of saw a really original Voyage, um, I think, interview on uh, the, I don't know if it was Shout Out DFW, I think it was uh, Dallas Voyage, um, kind Dallas of the, Voyager. yeah, yeah, Dallas Voyage and kind of the interview um, on there, and really you just kind of had a lot of questions on kind of the terpene Vodka is that is that am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, okay. So yeah, we, yeah, because mainly I was yeah. doing kind of a, a story on uh, CBD for my podcast. So yeah, I was kind of in that, kind of looking in, kind of in that genre, and kind of uh, really your product kind of stood out to me when I saw your Voyage interview. Okay. Yeah. So the, I mean, uh, since you're doing CBD, this definitely ties along right in there. I mean, terpenes mm-hmm. are widely used in pretty much every CBD. They're used in cannabis. They're used in cooking products. And, uh, they're good for your indigestion. They're in all your essential oils. They're um, <clears throat> they're very uh, unique, uh, aromatic, organic, uh, and very medicinal uh, compounds. Um, but yeah, so I'm. Uh, so what I take is I basically take the, the terpenes uh, that are made specifically for cannabis. Uh, so that's what okay. one of the confusions is a lot of people think that our terpenes are derived from cannabis. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there are terpenes that are derived from cannabis, um, but uh, it takes a lot of plant matter to do that. It's kind of a waste. Uh, it's expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. So pretty much every terpene out there, majority of the terpenes out there that you see, are they come from your lemons, limes, grapefruits, all your citrus fruits, and then some of your plants like lavender and roses. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> and so uh, what we do is we take the terpene that's specifically made for lemon haze uh, and blend that into vodka. Um, so we, we, I'm the first to do so in that manner. Um, so there's been uh, CBD hemp, but for some reason, nobody had taken terpenes and blended it into liquor. So I decided to take the chance and go at it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's not really derived from cannabis, uh, but it is specifically made for cannabis. And the, like I said, we use the lemon haze. <clears throat> Excuse me. We use uh, lemon haze, so you get like a very nice lemon zest uh, on your on the nose. So it kind of gives off like a gin essence. Uh, in mm-hmm. a way, but without giving any of that full gin back in that gin body, um, <clears throat> so you get that nice uh, zestiness on the phone or on the on the palate, uh, and then on on the pal- or on the nose and on the palate, you're going to get more of a like an orange and tangerine uh, mm-hmm. zest. 
so it's, it's very different and everybody's palate's different too so i get people that tell me they taste cucumber uh, i get people that tell me like aside from the citrus because uh, you will get like a lavender or some kind of very slight distinct floral note in there um but uh it's ultimately extremely smooth uh, the mouthfeel on it is you know you get very nice refreshing refreshing citrus zest notes um and all that flavor and the heat from the vodka even stays on your palate rather than going down burning your throat and leaving that lingering flavor in there not that it's a bad flavor to linger um but most mm -hmm. alcohol you you taste that flavor you know for a while after you sip it um now with dank all that flavor and that heat stays on your palate there's little to zero burn uh especially when you put it on the rocks i mean it's like drinking lemon water like agua fresca almost <laughs> Um, but it's, uh, it is very unique, um, and very different and very versatile. Yeah. I was actually going to, uh, mention, yeah, I actually have a, a bottle of dank Turbian vodka right next to me. I actually went to one of, one of the Colleyville stores that you recommend. I can't remember which the name of it, uh, off the top of my head, but yeah, I went a couple of days ago and yeah, when I went into the kind of vodka section, kind of just this kind of light blue bottle definitely stands out kind of in the aisle you know when I'm looking it's kind of you know it kind of just pops right out of uh, kind of all the generic kind of looking bottles and I actually bring it up to kind of the uh, cashier and I think kind of manager comes up and actually says like oh yeah that's actually a kind of a DFW local vodka it's uh, you know you're you're in for a treat yeah yeah, yeah the uh, the bottles the bottle is different, you know, I, like you said, it stands out, right? And that was my whole, you know, idea behind it was, you know, you're going into a market that's the most saturated market in the liquor industry. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's more vodkas out there than, you know, I have family or friends and family members, acquaintances and people I've met, you know, like there's a ton of vodkas out there. Uh, so I wanted something that one is just not only did it have a different flavor profile, but the marketing side of it, you got to have something that's different, right? If you're going to have a different yeah. liquor altogether, why not do a different color? Why not just try and step out of the ordinary and create something that stands out on the shelf? Uh, and even down to that label, like right now we have the silver label, which it, it, it catches your eye. It's, you know, it's, it's got that pop to it. Um, and so it's, uh, it's all about just kind of giving a different look, being different. It's kind of part of who we are is, you know, be different, be dank. Um, and cause that's, that's pretty much what I'm about, you know, just kind of going outside from, you know, our everyday, uh, set guidelines and trying to do something a little different. Definitely. I can see that. Yeah. And I, um, poured, uh, just kind of a little shot as well. And yeah, I'm kind of definitely tasting that. I mean, this is kind of a vodka that I can honestly like sip on and yeah, I kind of am tasting kind of the, kind of the citrus of an orange kind of on the taste and kind of like you said, doesn't really give that, I guess that just that too long of a burn kind of down the throat or uh, anything like that. But uh, I kind of want to ask on kind of, uh, so we talked about the product on kind of uh, your summary kind of before the business, kind of what led you um, into, I guess, the alcohol industry. Were you doing anything alcohol-related before you came up with kind of dank vodka? Or? Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, I've been actively involved in the, the service industry since I was 16. Since I was old enough to serve tables, I started serving tables. 
um, back in 2011, <clears throat> I um, kind of got into a little bit higher up in the service industry. Right? I decided to leave the, you know, just waiting tables at Chili's and Applebee's and Texas Roadhouse and decided to step it up. And so I went out to uh, Katie Trail Ice House, uh, became a drink runner there, then a drink expo bar back and bartender for the last mm-hmm. little bit that I was there and took that and went on and went to go work at several different um, um, high-end bars. I've worked at some, some nice nightclubs. Um, but then I got into mixology back in 20, the end of 2015, about the beginning of 2016 over at a place called Proof and Pantry. Uh, and that's what really started like the mixology craze in my head. You know, I'm no Cicerone or sommelier, you know, I'm not saying that I'm just this huge mixologist, but it sparks that creativity in my head. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I didn't know it. You know, co- like, I knew where were cocktails, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know, there was that whole scene for mixology. Um, and so I kind of started my craze for, you know, wanting to do something. I was like, this is cool. I want to do something like this. So I was going to start my own bar. After I started doing uh, beverage consulting, I was doing staff trainings and building cocktail menus. I was like, you know what, this is fun. I can just start my own bar. Um, and then uh, I watched a TV show that's called Bong Appetit on Viceland. And okay. uh, I, uh, the beginning of the, the, the show is uh, so it's all about cannabis-infused foods uh, out in California, and they bring chefs from all across the country. I saw it, and they, they dropped a, a nug on a skewer, a cannabis nug on a skewer into a, a martini glass. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's the direction I want to go. Yeah. Because uh, I've always been a cannabis activist, and, uh, you know, since, you know, way back when, uh, I love alcohol. Mm-hmm. I've been in the industry for so long, I didn't want to give it up and just kind of jump straight. You know, I could have gone and started a, a farm in Oklahoma or somewhere. Uh, but I didn't want to give up my trade school that I'd wasted, you know, close to 10 years in, in the service industry. So mm-hmm. I saw that TV show and I was like, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to do something with uh, cannabis and alcohol. Uh, <clears throat> started doing some market research and I found terpenes and found out what they were. You know, there's, they're in all citrus fruits plants, but even the cannabis terpenes come from the citrus fruits. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had the idea for a couple of years back in 2016 and then 2019, I'm sorry, 2015. And then in 2019 or 2018, I uh, kind of started getting serious around December. And then February, I wrote a business plan of 2019. I wrote a business plan. Uh, and then after that, things just kind of started to fall into place for me. I was on my way out of bartending. I knew it. I, I told myself I wanted to start a, a business by the time I was 30. I wanted to be the first person in my family to do so. And, uh, so I, uh, I, I just got to it, you know, and, uh, started doing the turps, started researching them, uh, and then started mixing stuff in my kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, things just started to fall into place. It was, it was like, you know, God really wanted this to happen. Right? I could show me the effort mm-hmm. and put forth the effort and then I'll give, you know, I'll grant you what you need. And so, uh, I, I, I give all the thanks to God first off, but man, it's, uh, really just once I took that step out to try and be different, everything kind of, you know, wanted to fall into place for me. Uh, but, uh, the whole, you know, being in the industry for so long, I just, I couldn't get out of the industry and just leave that behind and be like, Oh yeah, I was a bartender. And now I run a roofing company or something that doesn't even mm-hmm. relate to what I did for close to a decade. So, so yeah, I'd, uh... I'd say I was pretty actively involved. Yeah, that's right. I had a random question on kind of uh, 
uh, with your experience in bartending, is there any like drinks that you just get annoyed when people order them or is there any drinks that you just like hate making? Um, I mean, as a bartender, that's like, that's your job, right? You know, like if somebody mm-hmm. comes in and wants 10 Long Islands, you know, one with mint, like random stuff, you know, one with mint, one with less sugar, one with more citrus. And like, you know, that's kind of annoying, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like this is my job. You know? and, mm-hmm. uh, but overall, no, I'm, uh, I, uh, I never really had any problems with people ordering drinks, uh, unless it was, oh, let's see. <laughs> Um, you know, asking, they'd ask for a price on something and then get something more expensive. And it's like, well, why are you asking the price if you were just going to get something more expensive anyways? Uh, Or, or uh, I'll tell you the one drink I I didn't like, I liked making Long Islands and Adioses and all that. um, But uh, I I was working in a nightclub one night and I had to make a Ramos Gin Fizz and we were a cocktail nightclub, but you know, at a certain point we cut off like the very expensive cocktails because the Ramos Fizz takes a couple minutes to make and I can serve 30 drinks in a couple minutes rather than one. I mean, we were slammed and this lady came in and was like, you want to make the Gin Fizz? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, totally. And then I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I don't really have problems. Like I said, that's, that's my job. Uh, I, I'll joke around here and there about, what, you're going to make me do this while I'm busy? But, like, you know, it's, it's just a joking thing. I would never be, you know, telling anybody, no, I'm not making I'm too busy for that. Uh, that's, like I said, yeah. that's my job. And I love making drinks. Like, I, I, I love this. Uh, like, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts about owning this business is that I get to go make cocktails and, like, play around and come up with new creations and be extremely innovative and, again, different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the as far as making drinks, nothing too much is really gonna upset me. Uh, I mean, uh, making like I said, making six mojitos with uh, different <laughs> sugars and citrus and less mint, more mint. That's a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but once you get, you only know, get one of those a night if you if you get them. But yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad. Like I said, it's, it's the job. I signed up for it. It's like going yeah. to war and saying, I don't want to go out there and do that. I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm going <laughs> to sit back at the base today. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of talking about uh, coming up with new recipes. I'm kind of wondering, uh, there's this kind of, I, I saw this viral video by Cocktail Chemistry, and they're kind of talking about do-yourself cocktail kits. And I was wondering if there's, you know, just during kind of being at home during COVID-19 and kind of, uh, kind of maybe some of the time that this pandemic has given, have you kind of come up with any new recipes or you've been playing around with any new kind of cocktails or anything that could be used for the uh, terpene vodka that you want to talk about? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, So first off during the pandemic, I mean, excuse me, uh, during the pandemic, I mean, everybody was wanting uh, quick, simple, something easy to make. Right. So we all know that was, uh, you know, people didn't have the luxury of going out and getting these nice cocktails. Um, so it kind of just went back to like vodka sodas. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people just drinking vodka on the rocks now, but I did see a lot of people playing around with cocktails uh, and creating their own uh, concoctions. We played around a little bit. Uh, I've uh, I've actually come up with some extremely, I'll, you might hear me say this word innovative quite a few times, but unique <laughs> and innovative cocktails are, they're, they're something else. And we've made dank vodka We've made old fashions with it where it tastes exactly like a whiskey old fashioned. Uh, taking oh, wow. fennel. Yeah, we took uh, fennel from the kitchen, boiled it in water, made like a fennel, fennel water, 
distilled that okay. down, made a fennel cordial or a fennel simple syrup, uh, mm-hmm. and then just took a couple of dashes of celery bitters. So we took half ounce of our uh, fennel cordial, two dashes of celery bitters, and two dashes of mango bitters, and we had a vodka old fashioned. Hmm. Uh, I've I've never heard of any other liquor that you can make taste like an old fashioned. So that was pretty. Besides, I guess uh, tequila yeah. and ye- and yeho old fashions, but still that has that tequila aspect. This tasted like a whiskey old fashioned. Um, hmm. and, and then um, uh, other than that, we've uh, I've played around with some tequila in Dank since uh, Dank does have that lemon haze terpenes. Uh, lemon haze is the dominant sativa. Uh, mm-hmm. In the cannabis industry, so you have your sativas and indicas and your hybrids. Well, the sativas up, uh, indicas are down, and hybrids are the medium, right? So mm-hmm. uh, lemon haze is that dominant sativa. Tequila is basically a sativa can translate almost to a stimulant. It's a mood lifter. It's not really like a full-on – hard to explain. Um, but uh, it, it, it's a mood lifter, right? So sativa is going to lift you up kind of how tequila does. So it makes excellent margaritas. We found that out. Um, and then, uh, mixing some, uh, like a smoky tequila, uh, uh, or even something like Dobell that has like a very nice peppercorn bite or like a pepper bite to mm-hmm. it. And if you mix half of that with half of dank, it will taste like mezcal. <laughs> uh, okay. and then, yeah. And then of mm. course it has that gin essence in there. So you can throw it in. I mean, we're making Ramos gin fizzes with it, you know, we're, we've done gimlets are pretty easy to make with vodka. I think classically vodka was, or gimlet was a vodka. Or mm-hmm. Vodka's first cocktail was a gimlet. Uh, originally gimlet was gin, I believe. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we've thrown in any gin cocktails. We made it taste like old fashions. We made it taste like mezcal. Uh, makes great margaritas. Uh, that's the only thing we haven't made it into is throwing it in some rum cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's very cool to, to be able to play around with something like that. Definitely. And kind of with, uh, I guess, your business during uh, COVID-19, has is there, I guess, with COVID-19, with social distancing and less events and kind of more restrictions, is there, I guess, a difference in the way your business has been operating or the way you've been marketing and branding? with uh your products because you know when kind of uh i've never been kind of a huge vodka drinker you know when you ask me what i think of vodka i think of you know vodka and red bulls you know when i mainly you know when i went to kind of edm events or just fun festivals kind of normally you know i'll go for vodka but um you know for kind of like low-key events i never really thought about kind of vodka cocktails has the i guess marketing just been different in these two different environments um, so, uh, when it comes down to marketing, a lot of my marketing has been word of mouth and then my social media. And then, like I said, I have a lot of a pretty, I have a decent pool. I'm not gonna say I have like this huge following in the service industry, but I have a decent pool within the industry to where a lot of the, the industry has really helped market for me. They've helped push it, get the word out there and really promote it. Uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of this, I've really grown organically and just trying to promote the fact that we're a Dallas based, we're local, we're original, but also I'm not one of these big guys, you know, I'm, I'm not the big guys that come in that have, you know, millions of dollars to spend on, you know, everything. I came in on kind of on the Tito's route, if you want my honest opinion, I saw mm-hmm. how Tito built it and I was like, you know what, I can do that without building or raising millions of dollars to do this. Uh, I can do it on that low end, just like he did. 
mm-hmm. whereas it's a different day and time. Uh, I'm not doing it on 197,000, uh, but we're, I mean, very close to that. Um, and so a lot of the marketing has just kind of been getting something out there that's such a good and unique, different product that people are like, wow, this is good. And a lot of my, I guess you can say my, my marketing has really been put towards uh, tastings at liquor stores. Um, that's besides the, the bar and nightlife industry, that's a good amount that, you know, it's not where majority of people buy liquor and the liquor stores is where it's at. So, um, you know, most of my marketing has really been me in those liquor stores being, you know, putting boots on the pavement, meeting, uh, the customers, you know, letting them get to meet the owner, take a picture with me. Here's my email address and phone number. If you need anything, cocktail parties, you want some ideas on cocktails with different liquors or different vodkas. Uh, but uh, just really trying to get back to, you know, the individuals that are at home that, you know, we're not going out and just come to the liquor store to buy our shit and go home. You know, I try and help those people out as much as I can. Um, and then another form that I've been using is has really been uh, – uh, getting in touch with some of the local liquor stores i know a couple liquor stores have got their wholesale license now so they can sell to bars and restaurants uh and so whereas you know i'm kind of more on marketing for them but that helps me out as well because they're the ones selling my bottles uh but i've been trying to kind of help uh, a little bit of our, con- our economic state in the dallas community out by boosting some of those sales for those smaller stores mm-hmm yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask kind of on um, when you're doing, uh, when you're going to these liquor stores and doing the samples and meeting with the customers, are you getting any type of, I guess, feel on what people are wanting in a cocktail or what they're wanting in an alcohol brand? Because I know, um, you know, I kind of wrote a question on, you know, I know you were talking about gin and I kind of like research into, you know, gin becoming the number one really spirit during uh, kind of the prohibition area uh, just because of how simple and cheap the idea of creating it was. And I'm kind of wondering on, you know, do you think vodka possibly is becoming the number one cocktail or, or number one spirit choice during this pandemic? And, you know, are you kind of getting a sense on kind of what people want in a cocktail? Um, well, I mean, you know, vodka, is, it, it's been the top selling liquor, uh, it's been a top selling spirit, uh, I think in the world, but I know in America, it's, it's the top selling in America. It's vodka, whiskey, and then gins right underneath it, making another comeback. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, as, as far as what I've seen in the stores, uh, I'll tell you straight up, most of those people in the stores, they've been under quarantine, uh, and they're drinking their liquor straight up. You know, they don't want the, the extra sugars in there. They're drinking just a vodka soda. Uh, you know, mm. I drink my whiskey with a little splash of water, you know, I don't, we don't mix much. Uh, but when it comes to vodka, a lot of them, uh, I would say at least probably three out of five that come across, I say, what do you like to mix with? Oh, I drink it straight. Uh, mm. But the ones that do like to mix, you know, it's mostly margaritas. Margaritas are huge right now. And they've been, you know, pretty big for a while, but the one thing I keep telling people at these stores is like, what do you normally drink? Oh, well, you know, I, I like this and that. I mix it with soda. I'm like, well, I tell them, ask them, do you like margaritas? I love margaritas. Well, this makes one of the best margaritas you'll ever have. Um, but a lot of, a lot of them, they, you know, I have it on one of my shelf talkers and it says it goes great in a margarita. And that works because a lot of the, <laughs> the community is really, they're drinking margaritas. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but margaritas and Moscow mules, you know, those, those have been popular for the past few years, but those are still the two that I see more and more and more. Uh, you know, people are buying margarita mix. I see that fly off the shelves with these tastings. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would say probably margaritas are the number one order or at-home cocktail. One, because they're pretty easy to make. You know, you only need lime juice and uh, some triple sec and a little bit of you know, sweetener. Um, and so I think probably I'd, I'd go with, uh, uh, margaritas on that one. And like, have you, um, you know, kind of talk about seeing people in stores. Do you see, have you seen an increase in the amount of people buying or decrease? Cause you know, kind of in, uh, so I work at Republic National Distributing Company and, you know, originally if you would have asked me, uh, you know, kind of the beginning of the p- pandemic, I would have said, that there would be an obvious decrease just because I would have felt, you know, more, less social interactions. There's going to be obviously less drinking, but, you know, kind of looking at some of the data with our numbers kind of across the board, it's been, you know, still pretty significant increases compared to last year. Um, You know, I guess, have you kind of just looking at the numbers, have you noticed any difference in your sales and just the amount of people you see in these liquor stores? Um, yeah, I, uh, definitely down in the Arlington area and, uh, like Coppell, uh, Flower Mound, Colleyville areas. Uh, I mean, they're, they stay busy, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I know, I, I mean, I see a lot of brands, people are social distancing, um, you know, but, you know, you saw at the beginning of quarantine, see a shot, pass a shot or whatever it was, you know, people would take shots and tag 10 people and, you know, that was like a cool thing mm-hmm. for people to still stay, um, sociable with people, but social distancing. So doing it through social media. Um, and so that, it, it gives those customers the acti- some kind of activity to do to share with their friends and family, uh, which is something we don't get to do a lot these days, uh, because everyone is social distancing. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'd say that, you know, people are still steadily drinking, uh, you know, it's not slowing them down. If anything, they're getting to work from home so they can drink more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say for my, uh, for me personally, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm probably not getting, uh, you know, really drunk or anything. Like, you know, if I were, you know, at parties or anything, but I'm probably definitely more likely to, uh, you know, have a beer at home or, uh, you know, have a shot or something kind of at the house, uh, more likely just kind of being at the home at all the time. Um, yeah, you're, but, yeah. you're at home, you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of wanted to kind of ask again on the kind of the terpenes in this vodka. So I know you're talking about you, you can extract the terpenes from um, just normal, uh, I think you said florals and citrus. And I was kind of wondering on, is that, uh, you know, is the overall, I guess, taste and quality different between doing that versus extracting it straight from cannabis? And are there any types of I guess the same legal restrictions or any types of regulations from just taking it from citrus and plants compared to actually taking it from cannabis. Uh, so the, the, the terpenes from cannabis, um, I don't see. So the ones from citrus fruits and plants are going to naturally have probably a different taste than uh, can. I have not tasted 
straight cannabis terpenes. One reason is, like I said earlier, majority of terpenes are going to come from lemons, limes, and your plants, right? They're going to come from your citrus fruits and certain plants. Mm. Um, in order to get those, they so basically, uh, there's a few different ways you can uh, uh, solventness extract terpenes. Uh, you can steam terpenes, uh, or steam distilling is what it's called. Um, and basically to do that, you got to take the plant matter, right? So you're taking that whole plant, you know, that you just spent all this money growing uh, and time and effort growing. And now you have to demolish that whole plant to get those terps out of it. Uh, and so I know that, you know, there are cannabis terpenes out there, but you know, majority of them are come from the lemons and limes, but I would say they probably had a little bit of a different flavor. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say too much because they're trying to mimic that flavor in that specific strain. Uh, so ours, uh, lemon haze, you get that lemon, you get that oranginess in there, uh, and then you get some kind of like lavender back in. Um, so you get that real soft and subtle, uh, floral accent. Um, but, uh, as far as comparing them, you know, and, uh, or as far as, uh, adding actual cannabis terpenes, I don't know if that will be allowed, uh, cause I did have some pushback from TABC. Uh, so at the beginning of this, TABC or TTB, the Tobacco Trade Bureau, had approved our formula. They approved our cola. They approved our labels, everything. Uh, and then we battled with TABC for, I kid you not, six months. Uh, it went five and a half months uh, oh, before huh. they said, okay, you're good. Yeah. Because they thought that the terpenes came from cannabis because we were talking about, you know, cannabis terpenes. And then we said, no, there is no cannabis in this. These are from, like, they are cannabis terpenes, but they are derived from other plants that are specifically made for cannabis. <laughs> we wrote so many affidavits and uh, signs notaries that came to visit the distillery several times. And uh, finally, they gave us the approval. But, yeah, we had I had a lot of pushback from TABC. Uh, and so I kind of thought that was going to happen, you know, the same uh, with consumers, that the consumers are going to get pushback. But I've had cops try this stuff, and they're like, oh, wow. And I tell them, hey, look, they're, you know, I know you're police. There's no THC, CBD, hemp, but these are uh, terpenes that are made for cannabis. You won't test hot on anything. There's nothing in here. And they're like, oh, no, that's really cool. I like it. It tastes good. It sounds cool. <laughs> and, you know, so I've had zero pushback from consumers. Um, you know, the, most, uh, the biggest pushback I think I've had was just the bottle color. Um, some people don't like the bottle color, just uh, – you know, you're always going to please everybody. Um, but, but yeah, I'd say, uh, the, the flavors have got to be very similar. Um, and then as far as the cannabis in there, I don't know if they'll allow me to do it, but I trust me, if they will allow me to put actual lemon haze terpenes and I can afford it, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess with, uh, with kind of, uh, really with Texas kind of getting a bunch of new legal, I, I'm seeing always uh, nationally and just in different states, you know, legalization of CBD and THC for medical and recreational purposes. Do you see, w- would that be, I guess, with the country moving that direction, is that, you know, a future goal with um, your drinks to have like CBD or THC, any of them? Uh, you know, I, I would love to, uh, like I said, if legally I can do it, I'm a cannabis activist, you know, I was that before mm-hmm. an alcohol activist. Uh, so if I can do something directly derived from cannabis, then a thousand percent, I'm, I'm going for it. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it just kind of depends, you know, CBD would be fun. Uh, but I've, 
I've uh, tried some CBD products and they all taste very earthy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I would, you know, do anything derived from CBD. Uh, probably just stick with the Terps. Um, but CBD is fun to throw in some cocktails. Uh, so if you make cocktails and drop some CBD drops on top, uh, you know, you can make them taste pretty good. But whenever it comes to mixing in liquor, I haven't had too many that taste, you know, it's just like, wow, that's good. You know, so I, I probably wouldn't. I'd stick with just the the, uh, the natural ones that we have now from the citrus fruits. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I've been to um, the Bishop Arts, or not Bishop Arts, I think it was Greenville, um, the weed shop, and, you know, kind of uh, seeing the, uh, just like all the different products that, you know, you can buy a cappuccino with CBD in it, or, you know, you can get a cappuccino with Delta 8 in it, I think, or it might have been Delta 10, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of wild just, I guess how far kind of we've come in that technology on just all the different products we can put CBD and THC into. Yeah. And one thing, you know, just to kind of revisit that is uh, I do want to come out with the line eventually. Um, actually, I don't know if I want to mention this yet. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. but I have some, uh, I have some, uh, in, an interesting idea for, uh, uh, a, CBD terpene product for bars and restaurants that is uh, not liquor related. Oh, okay. But still has be... to do with their coffee. Oh, okay. Definitely. So, yeah, and is that... Um, uh... Oh, go on. Uh, I was going to say, I just got a few different liquids I'm playing around with right now, trying to uh, get a nice, I mean, this is probably a year or two out from now, but uh, mm-hmm. still trying to get something to the bars and restaurants that's uh, and the line's kind of something like a bitters, if you will, but, uh, just to give you some sort of idea of what I'm thinking about. Um, but, uh, it's, it's still in the works and like, so it'll probably be a little bit before it comes out. So I don't want to say too much about it. Um, but I do have some other ideas for non liquor items for CBD and, uh, uh, terpene infusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well definitely. Um, you know, I definitely hope it, works out well and especially kind of with how the company how the country is kind of i guess the political environment and just the social behaviors people more and more okay with kind of thc and cbd and everything but yeah i hope that goes well um yeah i gotta say definitely thank you again man for you know jumping on this call with me and you know there's a lot of great information on you know the vodka line just how you got into the business kind of what you kind of have been seeing during COVID-19 with vodka um was there any I guess kind of last questions you had for me um not not too really uh uh I uh I am uh I am hoping to come over to you guys for uh distribution soon maybe once we get big enough yeah, but, definitely. Uh, um, yeah, did you, uh, yeah, I sent you an email about one of the, I guess, did, uh, have you emailed them yet or did they email you back or? Uh, I have not emailed them yet. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still a little bit away. I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at right now with these guys until we kind of ramp things up a little bit and we start really expanding. Um, oh, okay. but uh, I do plan to give them my information, let them know that, you know, here in the in the coming, you know, far future, far or near future, who knows how fast it'll come? But um, yeah. you might want to 
interested in switching over with them to go through, through a few different states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. I like to, uh, you know, told them about the product, but yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, yeah, definitely kind of liked talking about that, but yeah, thank you again for, um, yeah, kind of doing the call with me. Yeah, no, I, again, I appreciate you having me on board. I'm, I'm, uh, it's good to hear you doing this though, man, stepping out and, uh, kind of branching out a little bit. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on here for sure. And if, uh, if you ever want to come back on on another one, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll come back on here in a few months and kind of do an update if you want.